The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. gentlemen you're listening to the verse cast the best damn star citizen podcast my name is john abraham i am jimmy croker i am midichlorian free thank However, god i was processed using <laughs> machinery which may have come into contact with wheat products and or tree nuts caution is advised pre-recorded live from our virtual hangar we are those guys with ships and this is episode 57 of the verse cast our official star citizen official news and information podcast today is december 21st 2945 your time and place may vary thank you ronald jenkies the intro outro song is slow to spring you can find it along with all of his other fine music at ronaldjenkies.com now, guys, holidays, they are here. After this week's show, we won't be. <laughs> <laughs> On vacation. <laughs> that is not again until January 11th when we shall return to our virtual hangar to start this thing up all over again as fresh and innocent as a newborn honey badger. When are we coming back again? January 11th. That's when we're going to be recording. January 11th? Yeah, it's a Monday. So we'll be back Monday, January 11th? Thereabouts, yeah. Brand new show, Monday, January 11th? I was thinking maybe we'd start recording about 7 in the evening. What do you think? On January 11th? Yeah, how about January 11th? I like it. Okay, January 11th, everyone will see us back. Those guys with chips. Everybody, please do have yourselves safe and happy holidays in the interim. The Force has awakened. I guess we didn't actually get that. Okay. Have you felt it? We have, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about it. Oh, yes, we are. If you haven't seen the movie and or don't care what we think about it, our plan is to have this conversation wrapped up in about 20 to 25 minutes. Please fast forward accordingly. So, um, guys, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. We've all seen it. We all saw it 7 p.m. Thursday night. I think some of us have seen it more than once. I, I saw it twice. Did uh, uh, Jimmy, John? Uh, I was going to see it tonight, actually, at 7 o'clock. Um, but there's a special announcement coming up in the uh, next episode, so I couldn't go see it. Oh. I saw it so twice. I've only seen it once. Really? Yep. Wow. Intriguing. 
Well, you know, just because it's our last show of the year, we do want to talk about it. I mean, we we apologize for the inconvenience of the spoilers, but um, I think waiting until the middle of January to give our thoughts on it uh, would do both our community and the movie a disservice. So, and and let me just say this: the spoilers are huge. There there are so many there are so many things that happen in this movie that when people ask me, well, "What would you think of the movie?" I'm like, I can't really say anything other than I liked it. So if you haven't seen it, fast forward. <laughs> or if you don't care, just keep listening. That's Who hasn't it. seen it? Who listening to this podcast hasn't seen Star Wars? By the time this comes out, there might still be a few. You don't know. Holidays, people are busy. Better, better safe than sorry. Fast forward. <laughs> well, I'm going to give my thoughts first. I liked it. I give it an 8.5 out of 10. And uh, I thought the movie was action-packed. It never dragged. Uh, the acting was consistent for the most part. And for the first film of a new trilogy, I think it answered just enough questions. Left just enough questions also unanswered, too. Um, though one, and um, uh, the, one of the first impressions I had was, wow, this is kind of an awful lot like The New Hope. And though one could easily argue that it is overly derivative of A New Hope, I, I think that it's instead it was consistent uh, with uh, the uh, with the the original trilogy in sort of the pacing and uh, the, uh, um, uh, the 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 structure of it, and then it was also familiar feeling enough that it was uh, it could legitimately pick up the Star Wars mantle and run with it. So it didn't feel like, huh, this is not the same story. This felt like we just we picked up right where we left off. Um, and uh, there was nothing in the movie that surprised me, um, though I didn't expect uh, the death of Han. I had we had talked about it. Some friends of I uh, of mine and I, uh, who I went and saw the movie with, we had talked about it ahead of time, and we knew that Harrison Ford had um, had originally uh, in uh, four, five, and six had requested of George Lucas that his character be killed off. He wanted a complete story arc. Yeah, and Empire. Lu- yeah, and Lucas had had you know had not done it because for whatever reason George does stuff um, so we thought huh this might be an opportunity for, for Harrison to complete his story arc and it turns out that that's, that's what happened um, one thing that uh, somebody um, it, was, it was so weird I, I, when I went Friday I went Thursday night then I went Friday morning and Friday morning I went at 8 o'clock uh, there was a 5.30 in the morning showing and uh, the showing Jeez. led. Yeah, the wow. showing. This was at the IMAX, and the showing led out, and a bunch of people went piling out. And there was this one young woman who was dressed like I, I couldn't tell at first because it was early, and I hadn't had I hadn't had enough diet soda yet. Um, but it turns out she was dressed as uh, what I thought was an Ewok, but it was actually a um, as a as a, a Chewbacca. Um, and so my friend and I that I were with, you know, goes, hey, look, you know, that's pretty cool. Uh, that's, you know, 530 in the morning. You're dressed, you know, put on your best Chewbacca suit and out you go. Um, and the next day I went to get my hair cut and that very same woman was there at the hair salon. What? Wearing the same outfit? No. At, she was wearing a Darth Vader <laughs> T-shirt. And, uh, and, she was, and she was talking, you know, uh, uh, the person that does my hair hadn't seen the movie, so I was talking about it with her. And she, uh, she's another uh, haircutter at the same place. And so she overheard our conversation, and she came running over, and she goes, oh, my God, I've seen it three times already, and blah, 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 blah. And I was totally dressed up as Chewbacca, and I'm going, oh, my God, I saw you. That's funny. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. What does diet soda do for your morning? Yeah, really. I was thinking the same thing. Stop stealing my thoughts, John. <laughs> uh, well, it, it does have a, a, modem, a modicum of caffeine in it. 
Oh, okay. I thought I thought I had no caffeine and obviously no sugar. Coffee would be way healthier for you. I, I do I do drink a lot of coffee. Oh, well, okay, a lot of coffee wouldn't be good for you, but But not of- at the movie theater. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I don't I don't drink coffee at the movie theater. Uh, because the coffee's really bad at movie theaters. Fair enough. Okay, so anyway, um, anyway, I was talking to this to this young lady, and uh, she brought up a really interesting point. She said, "I wish that when Han left Leia for the last time, you know, when she when he went off to to uh, take um, um, uh, Finn to the uh, to the base, that he had said, I love you,' and she respond, I know.' Yeah, I think everybody was kind of waiting for that." Because that would have been so cool, but and you know it, that might have given too much away. But uh, yeah. anyway, I mean that. Um, but you know, I, I like all of the uh, the now established main characters going into the next movie. Um, I really like Ray and Ren, uh, Kylo Ren. Um, I, I think I think that Adam Driver's goofiness, his sort of goofy lookingness, um, is is perfect for creating you know that you know sort of the. Uh, Conflict or, or contrast in a um, tension within within his character because you know it's like you know it's hard to look at this guy sort of you know with his goofy buck teeth and go you know dude you're evil. I was like well yeah actually he really is evil. <laughs> so, somebody had, somebody said that to me um, uh, earlier uh, today as a matter of fact they were like they that they were like well he just wasn't very Darth Vader and I'm like no he's not he's he's a child he's really he he's he's an apprentice first off and he's on the path to becoming a Sith. And he's younger in this movie than Anakin was when Anakin crossed over. Anakin was in his 30s when he became uh, Darth Vader. This guy, this kid's only in, like, you know, his, his what, 25, 24, 25? So he's, he's really young. young. Yeah. He's really angry. He's really, he's he's basically, he's got all these powers. He's just basically a man-child with a lightsaber. Yeah. I wonder if you have to register those. <laughs> well, if you're a Sith Lord, probably not. <laughs> he gets it automatic. Um, so anyway, I really like those two characters, and I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, their eventual final showdown, which I'm guessing is not going to happen till episode nine, which I think is coming in what, like 2025 or something like that. Uh, two years from now, we've got Rogue One coming up next. Well, yeah, it's but it's 18 months until we get episode um, episode eight, and then I'm guessing maybe another 18 months after that, so probably three years from now. Before oh yeah, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, that what else are we doing? Yeah, uh, Star Citizen. Uh, but uh, anyway, <laughs> and there is still hope that my prediction of Snoke being uh, Plagueis may be correct because I'm thinking that that projection of the baddest of bad guys we saw um, could be an ancient death cheating mune. Um, it has not been disproven to this point, so I'm taking that as a minor victory going forward. So, cool. That's that's kind of that's you know in a nutshell that's what I think about it. Um, I found and I'll post it in the show notes uh, over on Gizmodo. I found a list of thirty three questions we desperately want answered. Um, and uh, I don't know if you guys read the stuff at Gizmodo, but uh, uh, anyway, there, I will post a link to it. There's some really good uh, really good questions in there that uh, all that I thought made sense. Like not the least of which is why did Phasma. Um, you know, wh- drop the shield so quickly. Yeah, yeah. Why did yeah, she yeah, give yeah. into Finn like that? Why did she just yeah. roll over? I mean, I mean, Brian rolls over for no man. So yeah, I don't know what I, that means, but I, I believe it. <laughs> so anyway, Jimmy, um, what do you think? 
Um, okay, so I, I thought um, I thought it was uh, well written. I thought it was well executed. Um, they had to strike a balance between a new Star Wars movie and, in a way, a reboot, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're appealing to a whole new generation aside from the people that have grown up with Star Wars. So you had the you had the very difficult task of appealing to all of the the diehard Star Wars fans which you're not going to make everybody happy, especially people that um, are really, really into um, the older expanded universe stuff that Disney basically threw out the window. Um, so you have to try and appeal to all of the older Star Wars fans, and you have to try and bring a new generation on board um, because you can't just appeal to the older fans. So they had a really difficult task ahead of them, and I think that they succeeded. They were able to... You know, find a balance between appealing to the older fans and bringing on new fans. Um, I loved uh, a couple of things: uh, the the misdirect that that leads you to think that Finn is the actual Jedi in all the advertising, and the truth is that it's Ray, and Finn's probably not really force sensitive at all. Um, yeah, not not that we saw. I mean, yeah. I mean, he 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 gave it his best shot. I mean, he, right? He probably, but he's. He, I'm thinking rec league softball. Yeah, I'm yeah, totally. That, that's that's what he did. Totally. Um, I I loved the and I didn't think that I would because it never even really occurred to me to play it this way, but I loved the way that the force, for lack of a better term, uh, awakened in Ray, where like she was being tortured and all of a sudden like a, a switch flipped and it was just like she started to kind of realize that she had these powers. Yeah, um, that's called magic, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll get your turn. Simmer down. <laughs> I liked how they did that. Um, it kind of like almost like puberty, you know what I mean? Um, where it just, it, it just like she she always had it in her. She always had that ability, but it wasn't anything. She was so wrapped up in the menial life that she had and, and, and waiting for whoever it was to come back that it wasn't anything that she gave any thought to until she was put into crisis. And I liked the way that they did that. Um, I love that she's the Jedi. I love that she's clearly very powerful because um, she wouldn't have picked up on it as quickly as she had. Um, so I really liked that. I really liked the way that they misdirected with Finn. Um, I knew they were going to kill Han Solo. I, I I knew that as soon as Harrison Ford agreed to come back, I, I told my wife and I told my son, they're going to kill him. And they were like, no. And I'm like, yep, I don't know how, but they're going to kill him. That's the only way. J.J. was like, listen, it's a good story. I get You get to die. And, he, and Harrison Ford was like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, um, I believe it. So I wasn't surprised. And I was even less surprised once I realized how intrinsic he was in uh, or how how heavily he was in the movie. I mean, let's be honest. That movie, the, the as far as old characters go, it was the Han Solo Chewbacca show. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean... mean Leia was hardly in it at all. Right. And and Luke, you know, which, by the way, I also love the fact that <clears throat> we didn't see Luke until the very, very end. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool, that he had no dialogue, he had no role in this movie. We just saw him at the very end, and that is the beginning of Rey's quest to actually become a Jedi. I thought that was really cool. Um, whose grave was he standing over? That's a question uh, that has been asked. Um, I Rey's think, mother's. I think, prediction... Um, and I could be horribly wrong, but I like to think that you know this is possible. I think that Luke disappeared and has spent this whole time finding the remains of Jedi's, and that that is a mass graveyard that Luke has been working on as a way to pay homage homage to all the dead Jedi's. 
I, you know, uh, the uh, tombstone thing, uh, I think, was something that one of the people that I went and saw it with mentioned, and uh, we thought that it was perhaps Ray's mother. I mean, everyone came out and said, Ray, Ray is Luke's daughter. That, yeah, that's, yeah. All there, that's all there is to it. Yeah, it's and, very possible, uh, and it's, it seems like it's the obvious answer. I mean, to the, for the, the Skywalker family is, is incredibly strong with the Force, obviously, so. Yeah. Well, good. Um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, overall, I liked it. Um, I thought that they did. Uh, I thought they did a great job, John. I thought it was good. I thought it was a, a good movie. Um, I have I have a one big problem with it, and that is Ray's powers just developing instantly. That just kind of really grinds against my gears. And up until that point, I was like really liking the movie, but then we get to that scene where she can influence the stormtrooper. By the way, do you know who that stormtrooper was? Yes, it was, what's his name, uh, James Bond. It was Daniel Craig. Yeah. Yes. I don't believe it. <laughs> no, it was. It, was, ha- it hasn't that was been Daniel confirmed. Craig. No, that was <laughs> Daniel. JJ was... himself said it wasn't him. Okay. Jimmy, no, did you, did you see it confirmed somewhere? I'll have to go look, but I'm pretty sure I saw that, that they had said that that was Daniel Craig. See, J.J. came out and said, why would Daniel Craig, James Bond, want to stand on set for a day while they had to shoot that scene in a sweaty, stinky, hot Stormtrooper suit? Because it's Star Wars? It's James Bond. It's Star Wars? I will drop my weapon. Oh, my God. (laughs) John's going to have an embolism. Continue, John. I'm sorry. I hate that. I hate it so much. <laughs> that that her, that her force powers just came on so quickly like that? That and the fact that they just trivialized it so much. Like, when he walks out and she says, and drop your weapon. Like, that's not how it works. Even if you were a Jedi, you don't, don't just throw phrases out and it happens. That's fair. That's, a fair that's, that's fair. I, you know, and, and I, I, can't, I can't argue that point. Um, I, I mean, I will say that... I I kind of in my suspension of disbelief I kind of looked at it as it was something that was always there laying dormant that she never it was just she lived by herself you know what I mean this whole time so you know she's she's probably been able to stay alive because of it but it's not anything that she even even knew she didn't even know the force and that Jedi's even existed until Harrison Ford was like yeah you know or Han was like yeah they're real so you know I think maybe it was one of those types of like you know like I said this was like the force awakens it was an awakening so i'm willing to buy into it but i i get the other side of it i understand where you're coming from yeah i just i see the force as sort of this mystical thing um that that takes kind of a life of dedication to understand and harness and i don't just like it awakening in someone like that it just feels kind it feels like it's cheapening what the force used to be um well, I so, think, I, I, I just want to say, I think, I think that the whole point of training when they're young is to teach them how to manage it so they don't turn into Kylo Ren. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But be. I think everyone has a capacity to harness the Force. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. And I think, I think that it's, it's you know, midi chlorines aside, um, I think it's, it's, more, it's more prevalent or more powerful in some people, you know, or, or in some lineages than in others, obviously. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, so 
so if Ren is you know a Skywalker, then yeah, it's she's going to be incredibly powerful, and it would make sense that she was able to um, kind of unleash that in. I mean, because think of it in terms of you know she's in very dire circumstances. You know what I mean? She's in a very very bad place. There's there's no hope of escape. Um, you know, so in that type of tense situation. And with the realization that the, that the force is real, and with Ky- with Kylo Ren trying to probe her mind, I think that's really kind of the key the key part of that as far as suspension of disbelief was he was in there fishing around, and then she kind of realized that like oh, it's not that hard to keep him out. Well, there's also the fact that she hasn't even seen someone do a force suggestion. Right. Yeah, that's right. a good point. That's a very yeah. good point. Um, and, and I will say that another critique that I have in that respect was that both her and Finn seem to be really good with a lightsaber. Yeah, that was the other problem I had. Like, Kylo Ren is obviously a fairly seasoned force user and lightsaber. I mean, he built his own lightsaber. Um, he slayed the other Knights of Ren that didn't go to the dark with him or whatever. Um, it just, it just didn't, it didn't seem plausible that even though he was injured, they would be able to take him on in any capacity. Yeah. I, I, I more so with Finn than with, with well, Finn was not that good. Finn, Finn didn't even go the first round. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But he still seemed, um, Reasonably competent with a blade. Now yeah. he was a stormtrooper. He has I, combat I was, yeah. training. I, I guess you can say uh, he had a, only been on the ground once. But I mean, but, but he he'd but been he raised, raised his entire he, life he, to be. Yeah, a, he was a raised his entire. He life worked to be a in sanitation. <laughs> you don't know that. Everybody has a day job. Yeah, I no, do. He, he does. Did you watch That's the what movie? He said. Wait, did, 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 I totally missed that. Then he worked in sanitation on the Death Star on the Star Killer base when when they land on the oh, base. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, yeah, later in the movie, right? Okay. But he still has training as a stormtrooper. They yeah. all have training. But as they're stormtroopers. Storm they get killed instantly. Yeah, yeah. I know, I, and I get it. I, I totally get it. I, I think for me, I, I was willing to to have a certain degree of suspension of disbelief um, on that part of the of the film. Um, I, I liked because I, I did like the way that they handled uh, Ray and and her Force Awakening. Um, and I'm curious as to see now that she realizes that she has the, the Force or that she's strong with the Force. Um, now she's going to be trained by Luke. I wonder if she'll be a mm-hmm. dual. I wonder if she'll be um, like um, uh, Darth Maul. I wonder if she'll have a double-edged lightsaber. You would. Well, think, she got that based staff on her thing weapon. working. Yeah. yeah, based on her weapon of choice, you would think that's possible. You know, I didn't notice the tombstone at the end, but he's supposedly at the first Jedi temple, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So. Wouldn't you think that those are probably just past Jedi's? Well, that's why I was saying I think that you know he was so heartbroken over what happened when he tried to um, to train Jedi. I think that he, when he disappeared, um, I'm going to say probably like ten years ago because um, Kylo Ren, you know, fifteen's kind of pushing it to turn to the dark side. So let's just say ten years ago. So I would suspect that when he disappeared, that he he spent this time. Um, collecting up Jedi's that have fallen Jedi throughout the galaxy and bringing them home. Huh. 
That's that's my theory, and I'm sticking. I think to he it. was he was binge watching um, uh, stuff on Netflix. Totally, it's absolutely what he was doing for ten years. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, my first viewing, um, my friend and I got to the theater around two hours early, which typically is really early for my theater. Like, I don't live in a very big town, and. Um, like when we've gone to stuff like Avengers before, it hasn't been insane. So we thought we were safe at two hours ahead of time, but we weren't at all. Um, so we had to sit like in the fourth row from the very front, which um, is bad. You really don't want to know about my experience with that, do you? I kind of do. I went to a press screening, um, that was sponsored by Disney Infinity um, my wife and I waited inside in, in the warmth next to the publicity booth. We signed in. They gave us our badges. They gave us free popcorn, free soda. We were the first wave of people in. We sat dead center, middle middle of the um, of the theater. Uh, when the movie was over, they escorted us across the street to a hotel, gave us a presentation on Disney Infinity 3.0, and let us play the new Force Awakened uh, Disney Infinity uh, game set. Uh, and then gave us a swag bag with all of the new characters. It's great, Jimmy. <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> I, knew you I had to watch you you the Force Awakens. It. I had to watch the new Star Wars four feet from the screen. It was the That's worst. Horrible. That like is with horrible. the with the opening text, I had to move my head like like 180 degrees to see all of it. I um I, I will say I am looking forward to going to see it again in the next week or so. Now that the hype is worn off, I was so excited going in that I literally degraded down into a 13-year-old boy. I couldn't think about anything. I was just walking in circles. My wife was just like, what happened to you? I'm like, I don't know, Star Wars. <laughs> See, right. I had such high hopes, and when I got to that Ray scene, it just completely destroyed me. I got so upset, and it ruined the rest of the movie. I, I almost wanted to walk out, just because wow. I didn't want to see anything else after that. But after the movie, um, after I marinated on it for a while, <laughs> um, I decided to take my little brother and sister to another showing on Sunday. And after that one, I enjoyed it a lot more. Um, just because I kind of got over the stuff that was bothering me. And at that point, I could just enjoy the rest of the movie and... So I think I think it was good. It was definitely better than the prequels for sure. Yeah, and and you know, and it's the same with me. Like I was so jacked on Star Wars that I'm looking forward to going back and seeing it, you know, in a little bit more even headspace. Um but uh you know, I, and there were definitely some disappointments. Um I thought uh, Captain Phasma was definitely um not utilized well, but Yeah, for ho- sure. Hopefully we'll see her again in a bigger role and I'm I'm thinking she's going to be uh, Finn and what's his face's nemesis, whereas Kylo Ren will be Ray's nemesis. Yeah, okay, I think guys, they... um, we got we got people coming back in. Oh, uh, dang it. I mean, we're going to talk about it again on the next show, so. right? You know, no, Gleep's right. We have people coming in. Uh, uh, as as of the sound of this tone, Star Wars: The Force Awakens spoilers will now end. Poop. That wasn't a tone. Sure, it was. It was a bleat. Ah, okay, tone, bleat, you know, tomato, <laughs> tomato. Let's talk about the live stream. Holiday live stream! Woo! 
You're like Guy Pardo from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Tell them what they've won! <laughs> well, what we won was Ben and Sandy to start us off. This was on Wednesday. It was in the middle of the day. It was totally inconvenient. We, we caught what we could, uh, and you can go over to the Star Citizen channel on the YouTubes and watch the whole thing for yourself. So uh, we highly encourage you to do that. They also broke out some of the uh, individual videos uh, separately, so you can watch those uh, by their uh, by their selves. By Not themselves. the one of Chris playing 2.0. No, you missed. You have to, you have to commit to, to to get that goodness. Yeah, so no, I, I watched the whole thing while I was working again. Yes. Well, the first video, uh, Ben and Sandy started us off. Said hi, how you doing? Holiday live stream. Woo! Uh, then we uh, we got the ship line or ship pipeline part one video. Um, it was basically the the miracle of life for ships in space. It's technical stuff. It's cool. It's not my favorite. I don't know. Do you guys? Have anything specific about the ship pipeline that you thought is worth mentioning? We've got a lot of stuff to get through here. Um, briefly, uh, that ships are starting to come together faster now. Um, the ship, the manufacturing Bible is a huge help. So they're basically able to take parts out of an Aegis uh, um, Titan or and put it into an Aegis Vanguard and vice versa because the manufacturing Bible... Um, the ships adhere to a certain look and a certain standard, so they're able to interchange parts, which in turn allows them to build the ships faster. Yes. And so then we came back out of that video, and it was Ben and Matt Sherman and another ship design guy whose name I can't remember. Um, And uh, if you uh, want to follow along at home, go to the Holiday Livestream Ship Gallery. Uh, they went through some stills of some awesome uh, ships, starting off with the Starfarer tanker. Um, and in the um, uh, ship gallery, it is images 22 through 31. Um, and, uh, Jimmy, you'll be happy to know that the Snuggy Blanket we discussed last week, it's in there. Ah, yay, Snuggy Blankets. My immersion is so happy. Yes. It, it's so loose and freewheeling right now. You know they have a Chewbacca one of those. Do you? That's awesome. I, no, I don't. I saw it at Walmart. Ah, well, you need you need to add that to your stocking stuffer list. Stocking stuffer. I was, was going to get you one. Ooh, I, yeah. I can share it with the young lady at the uh, hair salon. A nice little whistle. A nice little whistle in that. But, but, but you're married, Gleep. Uh, well, yeah. I Platonically thought, share. Yeah, I was like, or no, I, I, can, I can mock. <laughs> like one survival. Yeah, um, yeah. They, I don't know. There's a there's a bantha joke in there somewhere. Um, anyway, so the the uh, it's massive. It's the class leader for Misk. Um, so it's uh, they were thinking of it as a two person ship. And I remember when I when I originally bought mine way back when I had one, uh, it was a two person ship. But uh, no more. It does so many things. It carries cargo. It has escape pods. It has like eight escape pods. I think. I thought um, it was I thought it was funny how they were saying that the ship just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. As they were yeah. developing it. Yeah, I mean if you look at the uh, image 25 of 33 in the gallery, I mean that, that's it that's the cargo area and and I mean it's and this is dry cargo. I mean this is not even the uh uh the gas or liquid. It's not the the tanks. It's the uh dry cargo area. I mean it's it's huge. Yeah, it really is a very big ship. Um 
And so um, uh, that is uh, very cool. Matt Sherman was talking about how the escape pods work and when they go off, which way they fly and all that kind of stuff. And this um, is, uh, they were saying that this is their foray into, this is their test bed for the larger multi-crew ships, mm-hmm. which I mm-hmm. thought was interesting, um, you know, and shows how far along they are, that they're now at the point where they're moving into um, managing the larger ships. Yeah. And uh, yeah, definitely check out those images because, and they're, they're ever so kind to always put uh, a person in each picture so you get a sense of scale. So. Mm-hmm. And they are big. Um, next, we got freelancer pictures. Now, those are images 1 through 15 in the same gallery. So I'll, I'll allow you a second to scroll while I scroll. Um, dun, 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 dun. I, I'm just going to put this out there that I am I am clearly um, suffering from uh, from glipatopia or glipatism. Um, with the, the the melting of ships and, and switching of ships, and I am now a huge fan of the freelancer. Atta boy! I'm really glad that I ditched uh, my Cutlass Black and upgraded to the Misk uh, to the Miss. Um, even though that's not flight ready yet, just the stock freelancer. Um, well, well, we'll talk more about it in, in you know in the next show when we talk about 2.1. But yeah, huge fan, huge fan. I of that love show. the new layout, the four it, seat yeah. cockpit. That is so cool. And it's yeah. it, it's gone from being uncomfortably tight to being cozy. Yeah. Um, so they've done a really nice job with that design aesthetic. One of the things I really didn't like about the Freelancer was it just felt claustrophobic, and they didn't make it any bigger. They just designed it in a way and lit it in a way to where now it feels more comfortable. Yeah, it's um, it's amazing looking, and it's also um, it's going to pack a punch too. Uh, they were talking yeah. about the the uh, the guns, and um, uh, in the PTU, um, I was able to. I, I don't have one myself, but I was able to get on board somebody else's, and I just tweeted out a picture uh, of something that I saw inside. Speaking of big guns, um, so uh, I will tease oh, that. Yeah. yeah, the bug. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> yeah. I'll include a link to that uh, in the show notes, or uh, you know, just just hashtag TGWS, and you'll see it, it. It flies great. It's exactly what I was hoping it would be, which is um, which is you know a, a little bit more tankish version of the Cutlass Black. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it handles really, really well. Cool. Um, the and they put the MIS uh, on sale. Well, they're all on sale. Um, yeah. As of this recording, I don't know when that ends. It might end um, Monday, California time, so it could be by the time you hear this over. But uh, they were on sale, the Miss for uh, for a buck sixty-five. Um, so um, definitely um, a cool ship, and I, I like you know it's it's Misk. You know, I like the Misk ships. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we got a Reliant update. It's coming sooner, and this is, harkens back to what you were saying just mere moments ago, Jimmy, that uh, thanks to all the work they've done on the Starfare and the Freelancer, the Reliant is going to be coming to us sooner than later uh, because they're able to reuse all the parts. They have the style right. guide in place, and they're able to, um, um, instead of having to, to reinvent the wheel every time, they're able to, like, you know, um, copy and paste and, and, uh, and uh, other technical procedural things stretch and blend stretch and blend yes um and uh the cargo variant um is uh was featured and it looks very cool it's very misky i, I mm-hmm. like that I yeah think that's a, that's absolutely a good, 
that's a good uh, adjective. Um, and there is going to be an interim version of the Reliant cargo ship, which will be made hangar-ready soon, TM. So um, uh, Reliant owners are uh, obviously going to be looking forward to that. Um, the news van variant, um, which is designed for streamers, content creators, and gaming communities. Hey, hey, gaming communities. Mm-hmm. As an in-fiction way to share the game with friends. So that's... Um, that's uh, some interesting new information on that. Um, and they talked about the research variant, which has better scanners and research equipments. And then the skirmisher variant, which is a rugged fighter designed for attacking and boarding. So a small boarding vessel, which is uh, sort of interesting. Um, and all, the base model and all three of the variants went up for sale again, ranging in price from 50 which I think is for the, um, the base. Isn't the cargo variant base? The base? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, up to eighty-five, which w- uh, is the uh, the news van variant, beautifully designed. Um, they did a really nice job with the interior too. Um, they did a fair bit with a, a small amount of space. Yeah, uh, John, d- John, you've you've never had a Reliant, have you? No. Any any interest in them? They any any of those uh, variants uh, float your skirt? Not really. I mean, I think they look cool, but yeah, I've never been inclined to buy one. I like the 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 two uh, the two seater. Uh, idea, you know. That's, yeah, think, that's nice for a starter ship, especially. Yeah, I mean, if if you got, you know, for fifteen bucks more than the baseline uh, Aurora, you know, if for although you these aren't packages, these are standalone ships. Um, but anyway, you know, for fifty bucks, you can get a ship that you you and a friend can um, can play in together. You know, hauling cargo around and you know, complaining about your gambling debts and you know all kinds of fun things. Um. Now, um, we next we got Saber pictures. Um, those are images 18 through 21 on the ship gallery um, thing there. I wish this thing would scroll faster. Ta-da! Kind of like, like a turret in a multi-cruise ship. Duh. Right? <laughs> I wish those would turn faster, too. Um, so anyway, they've got... Uh, Im- I, when I first saw these images, I thought Vanguard. Um, Vanguard without the the split in the middle, so um, obviously the, the the same brand and everything. So there's some stylus, but it has the um, the foldy foldy outy wings thing like the Vanguard does. The uh, the Vanguard uh, the standard model is hangar ready, which I had heard I, I I knew about, but I'm really frustrated because I've got the E War variant, so I haven't seen it yet in hangar, and I, I hear people talking about the Vanguard and how much they love it, and there was I guess a redesign for 2.1 that really um, polished the ship, and they were very people were very excited about it. And I'm like, bum 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 bum. What 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 um. I, now you didn't get the the available variant in your hangar because you you have one of the other ones. Well, because I have the I have the, the variant. I don't have a stock one. If you had a stock Vanguard, it is in your uh, 2.0 hangar. Right, but but you have a, a freelancer misc and you get the base model in your in your as flyable. I, I get the I get the base model as flyable, but I've still got the miss the old design in my hangar. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. See how that works. Oh man, it's just the man. It, it, it's it's a, it's a hundred million dollar ripoff. That's what it is. <laughs> it's a bummer. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I again suffering from gleepism. Um, I, I I did it. I, I I bought back. I unmelted my saber package and upgraded my uh, ghost. 
Oh, wow. Oh, so you uh, so now you don't have the ghost. I don't have the ghost anymore, no. Oh my god. You, you see you 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 do. You've got it bad. I do got it bad. Well, you know, I they when they announced that it was going to be hang already, I went back and looked at the doc and 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 how I read through the actual Q&A again. And one person asked very pointedly, and I and I knew this at the time, but I was like, nah. Um, but one person asked very pointedly, "Is this a better stealth ship than the Ghost?" And they said, "Absolutely." And then when I saw the the images of the ship, I was just like, "Oh." And <laughs> the thing is, with the the Ghost, you can have size two gimbaled weapons on the wings, and then you can add that um, size two turret and put size one gimbals on the nose, right? Mm-hmm. The saber comes stock with gimbaled size three on the wings Ooh. and um, and not gimbaled size twos on the nose. So I will, I'll drop down to size one on the noses if I gimbal them, but I still have size three on the wings. So it's still an upgrade. Yeah. yeah. And it, it might not be as tough as the um, might not be as tough as the ghost but it's got better shielding and stronger weapons yeah, yeah. so I, 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 I and and you know hey look it's unmelting look at all these things that I've melted in the past oh look there's the saber package now where do you go to unmelt uh, it is in your hangar so if you go over to your hangar right Okay. And uh, you go over to your list of all of the things that you have. Yeah. Going over there right now. Give me a second. So you go over to your hangar, and you go over to buyback pledges, third item down. You have my gear, ROMs, and buyback pledges. Oh. And there is everything. Gleep, that's got to be at least 112 pages long for you. Wow. Oh, my, my computer's smoking. <laughs> it's, uh, it's at least three pages. It's three pages long with ten per page. Yeah, that's, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me in the least. Wow. John, have you had a chance to take a look at the, um, the uh, unmelt button in your hangar? Uh, like no, little... I have no need for it. Oh, you haven't, um, you haven't melted anything? I, I mean, I probably have. My, it's like a, my it's current like, hanger is locked in, okay? I'm not touching anything. <laughs> it's like a nice trip down memory lane. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, Gleep, I, I can't look you, at this now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gleep's got to be... That's got to be a horror show of murder and, and melting there. Oh, God. Uh, but, yeah, so... Um, yeah, well, as, as you know from the last episode, the Drake uh, Black is gone, and now I have the Miss, and I'm very happy with that. Huge, huge plus. Um, and yeah, now the ghost is gone, and I've got the saber. All right. Well, they as they're they were back on sale for 170. Um, so that was um, uh, that was nice to see. Um, and in the to sort of round out the uh, ship gallery, there is images 32 and 33 are a couple of nice shots of the Vanguard. Uh, nothing um, too different than what we've seen before, but it is a it is a sexy beast, as they say. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, so uh, somewhere along the way, Sandy has rejoined us in the uh, in the live stream. Uh, it was they announced that in uh, Star Citizen Alpha two point one that the aforementioned saber is going to be hangar ready. I think as we've already discussed, and that the freelancer is flight ready. We know this to be true because two point one is in the PTU, mm-hmm. and so we've uh, we've seen that out there. 
The um, uh, the saber is in my two point uh, two point one hanger right now. I took, I, I took it in in my PTU two point one in that hanger. It's in there. right, right. It's hanger ready. So I walked around and checked it out and stuff. What was the one? Oh, the freelancer. So the right, right. The, well, the freelancer. If if I had this is where it gets confusing. If I had a stock freelancer. Mm-hmm. I would have the new model in my hangar. But because I have a variant, I've got the old model. Oh, okay. I, I have no Saber. So I have, and there's no ha- Saber variants. There's only one Saber. So right. that Saber is in my 2.1 PTU hangar. I'm more confused than ever now. <laughs> Jimmy doesn't have all his ships yet. That's all I know, and that makes me sad. Uh, variants... Uh, uh, flight ready ships, uh, not necessarily all of their variants are are flight ready. So if you have a variant, you're kind of stuck with the old model in your hangar. Yeah, understood. That's understood. basically how it works. Yeah, which is, got, is a huge bummer. It is. Few things suck more. Javelin work in progress video. Wow. Yeah. Wow. John, did you wow. see this? Yep. Holy cow. The enormity of this ship is just it's too much for my little brain to comprehend. It's it's a it's an instance that moves in an instance. In in, in, in yeah, an instance. Dude, that's that's a Spicoli like It's crazy. Thing right there, yeah. My skull. <laughs> um allotments of of the javelin went up for sale every 6 hours for 24 hours and I do believe they all sold. Um do we know how much they went for? No, I didn't look. I, I, I was it wasn't like fifteen hundred or something, like something crazy like that. It was something crazy, but I don't, I don't know. I thought they were like twenty five hundred. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's actually wow. twenty five hundred. Yeah. That's insane. It is. It is. And 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 just wait, the insanity gets better. Um, and then we cut back to Ben and Chris uh, now at a completely different location within the same building. How how do they do that? Magic. Yeah, I think the so. Force Awakens. Yes, um, and it's questions time. Um, they're fielding uh, questions from the uh, the chat roll, and uh, they did mention that the hundred million uh, funds raised milestone is great, and it means that they are going to be able to make the game we are all dreaming of playing. But that the important thing to note at this point is that the release of Star Citizen Alpha 2.0 really solidifies that the dream is actually becoming a reality. So there you go, naysayers. It's happening. Whether you like it, whether you like it or not, exactly. Um, and there's lots of questions. So if you're interested in, in checking those out, uh, you can either watch the the um, uh, the entire video yourself, or uh, might I suggest going over to INN, uh, the Imperial News Network. Uh, they have transcripts which are very very handy. They're so, really really good about that too. Yeah, they are on top of that stuff. Um, we got a John Reese Davies character reveal and behind the scenes videos. So um, uh, he's going to play a character named Graves, uh, who used to serve with Mark Hamill's character Old Man Colton in the 118, as they call it. Um, and then after being passed over for promotion, he, uh, it sounded like on multiple occasions, he left the military to uh, take a job as the head of security for Shubin Corp at Arkin Station. Um, so, uh, and he, um, in the, uh, 
he did a little interview video, which is, is again, available on the YouTube channel, uh, uh, the interview with uh, Sandy Gardner, and he talked about uh, his experience doing the performance capture, and, uh, you know, very similar to Gary Oldman just saying, this is amazing stuff, and it's amazing new technology. Uh, he said that uh, it's going to be, this is going to be a hell of a ride. So, I mean, um, and I, it, none of it sounds like, you know, press tour, um, you know, and then, and then, John, you say this, and then you say this. I mean, I think it's it, very authentic. They're very, he's very excited about what they did. Um, and, uh, um, and he's a funny guy. I, you know, I've never really seen him interviewed before. He's always going to be Gimli to me, um, but uh, he's, uh, he's definitely... I see him more as Sala. I was just about to say, he's always going to be Sala to me. Now, what is Sala? Raiders what is Sala? Bad dates. No? Raiders. Really? Raiders of the Lost really? Ark? Wow. You've seen Raiders have... of the Lost Ark. Oh, of course. But not, not for years. He's in The Last right? Crusade also. Yeah, he is in The Last Crusade also. But no, he's, he's Sala. Okay, okay. I will I will go check it out. But he, he's Gimli. I mean, you know, Lord of the Rings. I mean, that's that's uh, Gleep's uh, lifeblood. Uh, Indiana Jones? Asks, you ever heard of it? Very poisonous. You go first. <laughs> I have heard of it. Yes, thank you, John. I've seen it. Maybe more than once. Not enough. Yeah. No, I have to agree with John. He's he's more Sala than uh, Lord Gim- of Gimli the Rings. I have seen more times than John. You are years old. Wow! Wow! My goodness! Wow! Yes. Wow! And you're not that young. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, so that was interesting. Um, you know, nice insight into uh, into the man behind the character. Um, then we come back from that, and oh my gosh, uh, Ben has changed into Dave Haddock, and it's a Christmas miracle. And Dave and Chris, they field some questions to do with Squadron 42 and or Graves. Um, and so definitely go check those out if you uh, want to follow through on those. Um, and then we get to see a high-poly sculpture of, uh, of Randall Graves, who's uh, uh, Mr. Davies' character. And it, it, when I first, when I first saw it, the, immediately I thought of Sean Connery in the movie Outland. Have you guys seen that movie? Yeah, no, I, I, that's, that's a spot-on um, interpretation. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, that was a... Have, John, have you seen Outland? No, I haven't. It's. It, it, I don't think that it um, that it ages well. I mean, it's it's definitely of of, of that time. But uh, I remember really liking that movie. I loving loving Sean Connery in that role. It's um. It's it's right around the time and has the same vibe, but it's not nearly as good as uh, Alien, the first one. Yeah. What was it? I think it was was it eighty three? I think is when it came out. The uh, Alien. Outland, Outland, eighty-one, eighty-one. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was um, it was pretty cool. It, it, well, Jimmy, it it has uh, illicit drugs in space. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. Uh, yeah, Alien came out in seventy-nine. Um, Outlander came out in um, in uh, 80, uh, 81. Yeah. Uh, Outland came out in eighty-one. And yeah, it's it's um, it's kind of like uh, it's similar to like Blade Runner in that it's gritty. Um, it's similar to Alien in that it's gritty. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I think you're right, Lee. But it just doesn't age as well. It's it's that type of movie, but it doesn't seem like the budget's quite as big. And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It didn't. Uh, I mean, for the time, given the context of what we had seen to that point, it you know yeah. it was very cool. But it was it was that 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 time where people were experimenting with the whole um, better story set to a space background, as opposed to you know the 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 seventies space type stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, but you know, Sean Connery is it's going to it's a good acting performance. So mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you can get past the visuals, I, I think the story and the acting are very good. Yeah, totally. If you're looking for something to uh, to uh, fill a couple hours, there it's you been, go. It's been years. I, I actually wouldn't mind taking another pass at that movie um, and checking it out again. I, I have very fleeting glimpses of of that movie from back in the day. Yeah, I just remember them finding packets of red goo inside of sides of beef. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Have I you seen why. Sean Connery's final movie? No. What's that? The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. No, Never seen I have it? not. No. You haven't even heard of it? No. I, I've, I've heard of it. I, 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 haven't, I haven't seen it. That, what do you mean that's his final movie? He stopped doing films after that? Because that was yeah. quite a while ago. Yeah, that was his last movie. That was his very last movie. Um, it's kind of a... It's like a combination of like folk stories. Um, I don't, not folk stories, but uh, fictional characters. Like there's right. that they're there's, actually real. Yeah, like Tom Sawyer is in there, but he's like this sharpshooter guy. Um, uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Um, they're right. kind of like amped up versions of these old characters. Yeah, they're like superheroized. Right. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting movie. It could have been a lot better, but um, that's kind of kind of a fun movie. Yeah, cool. Um, Jimmy, mm-hmm. Citizen Con, 2016. Yes, um, I, I'm still. You know, I Gleep, uh, John. Uh, are you guys going to come? I, I expect these guys to come out. It's, I am planning on going. Kind of a long ways out. It's actually not that long ways out. And, it's like 10 um, months. It's not that far away. That'll be here before you know it. Yeah. I'm well, thinking about it. Well, listen. Gleep's a grown-up. He can get a hotel. John, you're still a youngin'. If you need a place to stay, I have a guest bedroom. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so anyway, it's going to be in Los Angeles. So uh, that's that's exciting news. And uh, there could be a TGWS uh, SoCal event coming soon. Well, mm-hmm. in 10 months. Well, in 10 months, yeah. In 10 months, yeah. I, it's it's I will, on a Monday. I will absolutely be going. I will be taking off from work. I will be buying a ticket the second they go on sale. All right. How do they usually sell them? Um, on the website, I think. Yeah, on the website. And if I remember correctly, they do it in batches based on time zones. Um, so and they every- tell you what time they're going to go live, right? Yeah, so that everybody has an opportunity to buy the tickets. Um so yeah, they they like I said batches, time zones. They spread it out. Um, if I remember correctly, that's how they did it. Because um, I went two years ago, and I think that's how they did it last year for Europe. So when you bought them, did you have a hard time like loading the page to buy your ticket? No, no, it was pretty easy. Um, the, as soon I, you know, I was doing the same thing everybody else was doing, which is refresh, refresh, refresh. And as soon as they popped up, I put it in my. Uh, I bought two tickets, checked out, and was fine. Okay. Yeah, All it right. might happen. It might happen. Nice. Well, like I said, John, you got a place to stay. Thanks, Aww. Jimmy. <laughs> Disco Lando has officially ruined Christmas, and he tries to blame it all on Sandy. Enough said. Um, there is going to be a reprise of the mega sale from a few weeks back, beginning Boxing Day, which is December 26th, for those of you that don't know, and continuing through that weekend. So it's going to be coming up on this Saturday, and I guess through uh, the following... They usually end these things like on Monday, so that we're, they're, they're certain that the entire weekend has passed for the entire globe. 
So um, anything that was on sale during that last um, uh, big mega sale is going to be on sale again. Um, $5,030 starter packages went on sale, and I'm assuming those all sold. Oh, yeah, of course. There's going to be another live stream event on January 21st, and I'm not sure what if that's going to be one of the PAX events or what's going on with that, but uh, they're going to be doing another event, so we're looking forward to that. Fast they and Furious. They were at, wait, what? Fast and Furious. All what's these that? live streams. They're dropping, dropping live streams like, like whoa. Not the okay. movie Fast and Furious. Oh, okay. Like I thought, literally. I Fast thought and Furious. We were doing like a Fast and Furious Star Citizen mashup here. <laughs> no. It's going to be a crossover. Um, they did Dice last year, right? Or this year, it would have been. Did they? Um, it's God, I don't, I don't remember. They all blend together. Uh, yeah, I is think that Dice, in January? I think it might be. It's one of the first shows of the year. Oh, okay. Well, we got you know, so there'll there'll probably be some reveals, and there will be maybe a sale. So uh, we've got that to look forward into, dudes. A month mm. from today. Uh huh. Yeah. Good yeah. times. I'm sorry, not dudes, guys. Dudes is is the other group I run with. Um. So anyway, um, there was another video, the ship pipeline part two, um, and it was you know how they make ships. This one they kind of focused on how they make the ships fall apart and blow up real good. And then how they use the Heliobots to uh, to bring them back up again. Um, Zane's UI peak is awesome in this. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, that that guy. He's over in uh, in Manchester now. Um, he had been in Southern California, but he uh, he uh, at least while he was talking, the pictures were pretty. So I'm going to give him credit for it. Yeah, and and the the cursor feature that they're working on um, to access uh, ship com- components, huge plus. Yeah. And uh, they uh, discussed noises and how they make noises that make sense. Um, and it's just basically, you know, incredible processes created by amazingly talented people. And it's, you know, it's almost kind of like the, the added features in the, the Lord of the Rings uh, movies, which I have seen um, more times than John is years old. Um, I, don't, I, I never watch those because I just, that really sort of bums me out. I, I don't want to know how they made John Reese davies only three feet tall. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't help me. Um, but anyway, that's for those of you that are fans of that kind of uh, information. Definitely check out the pipeline videos, both one and two. Foley artistry is amazing. It, it really is. is. Yeah, absolutely. And they're doing an incredible job with Star Citizen. Yep. Uh, Chris's password is uh, redacted, but he did actually say it live on the air. That was kind of interesting. Um, and I'm sure it's been changed by now. So I, I should hope so. Yeah. 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 Um, he attempts. He then attempts to play some 2.0, and it was Ben's idea, so we can blame him because it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, did you watch that segment? Yeah. Oh it, yeah. It was awkward. It was very awkward. It was and a lot of Chris just looking at the computer, going, "Why isn't this working?" Yeah, I feel like an ass. And everybody blaming Jared. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah, when he's much. dressed as Santa Claus. He ruined Christmas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, there were a few uh, kind of kind of cool moments. I mean, because I guess Chris was actually out in in, in the on the live servers because he, he called up a Gladius and uh, um, and was on the um, on the 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 platform and some guy realized who he was and like parked his ship like right in front of him, got out in front of his ship and like saluted him, which I thought was really really cool. And then and then Chris tried to fly away and ran the guy over. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, And uh, then there were difficulties with the peripherals. He had, you know, a a joystick and um, a throttle, and neither of them were working right. So it was just, it was time to punch out. So they... um, they moved on to what was perhaps the highlight of the live stream. Holy cow. From pupil to planet. Holy cow. My my jaw made a noise when it hit the floor, and I didn't even feel it. They were this was a very well kept secret. Um you know, and I guess in hindsight they never really discussed it, but I think the assumption was always or at least up until recently, they had talked about where it was basically it wasn't a load screen, but it was an it was a an animation where you would come into planet, you would ask permission to land, you'd be granted that, and then autopilot would take over, and you would basically watch your landing. Mm-hmm. That was the way that I had understood that they were going to be doing that, um, kind of a work a workaround for for doing a seamless uh, space to planet landing, and apparently that's not the case because. Wow, he was in control the entire way. Well, yep, yep. in the in the video we don't see that. Um, I mean, we just we just see we start with the pupil, the pupil of this guy's eye in the hangar, and then we back up from there out of the hangar and then into the lower atmosphere along uh, some mountains and then up into the higher atmosphere and then eventually out into space. Um, and it, it's seamless. It's seamless. Yeah. Um, all of this stuff is 100% in-engine rendered in real time. And all of the mountains, the, the atmosphere, the clouds, all that stuff is all procedurally generated. And it was it's amazing. Just absolutely amazing. So if you watch nothing else, definitely uh, go to the Star Citizen channel on YouTube and watch Pupil to Planet. Yeah, that's, yeah I agree 100%. John, what did you, what did you think of that? Because I know we've talked about... Because uh, one thing that, that you and I have talked about before is um, system generation and how, how exp- exploration was going to work. And you and I both were kind of like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to see the uh, procedural generation yet. Um, although the scale that they've showed us is only on a per planet level. Right. Um, so we don't know if they are how close they are to procedurally generating entire systems. Um, obviously, right now it's just a base, um, kind of rocky, hilly landscape. It's not super exciting yet, um, but it is cool to know that they have it in there, and especially that they have the seamless transitions. I personally wasn't expecting that. I thought when you land on a planet in Star Citizen, there would be like some kind of transition that would be like a hidden loading screen or something. Right, like a cinematic, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's... that's Based on, and I think we kind of were all on the same page with that, where it just seemed like it was going to be because I think Chris had said that like maybe a year ago, where it was going to be you know a cinematic to land and and basically that that was kind of their way around a load screen. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, this is I mean this so what we saw so blows away the uh, transition from space to surface that we see in uh, in the uh, previews of No Man's Sky. Yeah. So much, so much better, um, and uh, and so then after they they played the the video, um, they came back and Chris and there was some guy named Sean and I, I forget what Sean's role is. And basically, what they did was is they they proved that what we saw in the video was not was not BS. Right? Yeah, they actually did a fly through. They actually did the, the same thing again uh, in the other direction. They went from space down to to that individual hangar, and he landed the ship in the hangar. So we know that it's not a get to a certain point. 
call flight control and then they guide you in. I mean, he did it all himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they showed us some more stuff in editor, in the uh, CryEngine editor, and uh, it was uh, it was all extremely cool. Uh, they made a, an interesting mention. They they said that they're going to be getting rid of the use prompt, um, which um, I, I think uh, they had talked about before that 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 was so deeply embedded in CryEngine that it was going to be really difficult to to uh, dig it out of there. But apparently they've, they've been able to get around whatever limitation there wow. is. That, um, but, which you know, I think is cool, but then how do we interact? How do we know to interact with stuff? I well, hope it's some kind of grabby hands thing. Yeah, I was going to say, well, gra- grabby hands will allow for the interaction, but I think to Gleep's point, it's how will you know to interact with something? Honestly, I wish it would just be like live and learn you know you yeah. have to know where the button is on your ship to hit yeah. it yeah you have to look for the button find the button and then hit the button yeah no no i i, I don't necessarily disagree um i would say the only dis- the only thing that's a bummer about that is you might miss stuff but i yeah i i would kind of lean more towards john's you know live and learn and find it well and we could have you know manuals and stuff you know yeah. in our moby glass or whatever that tells us where all the buttons are and how to use stuff Maybe the VR, maybe the VR overlay um, will allow for you yeah. to see certain things. You know, like when you get a ship for the first time, you click on your VR overlay and it highlights all the different buttons that you can push. Yeah, that would be a great learning tool. Yeah, yeah. totally, and a good use of that uh, of that uh, software. Yeah. Well, so anyway, definitely, I think that was by far the uh, the highlight of the uh, of the uh, live stream event i mean i don't i don't think i mean i think this is what ben was talking about when he said yeah. chris showed me something today that shocked me and then i think also uh, there was in the 10 for the chairman uh, chris made reference to some stuff that we were going to see that uh, having to do with the atmosphere uh, that would uh, he was uh, real excited to share with us and so i think that that is likely uh, uh, what he was referring to and it was definitely um Definitely worth uh, worth uh, checking out uh, many times. It, it really is like that. That to me brought the game to a whole new level. Um, I, I already thought the game was pushing envelopes, uh, you know, with instances within instances, you know, ships with gravity, and then going out and EVAing out in the space and back in again. You know, seamless transition from from ground to ship. Um, but now to add in, you know, seamless procedurally generated planets and then potentially and, and eventually seamlessly generated systems for, for exploration, it, it really just brings it to a whole nother level. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I also think that we're not going to see the, the official release of the game until first or second quarter 2017, maybe even like second or third quarter 2017. Okay. So, but I don't mind. I'm just saying, though. That's just I, I don't think we're not gonna. I don't think we're gonna see the official release of. I think I think we're gonna see the official release of Squadron 42 in 2016. I think we're gonna see the official release of of Star Citizen proper in 2017. Probably about the same time that we get to see Episode Eight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, um, and then we rounded out the live stream event with uh, John Reese Davies skyping in from New Zealand. Um, now all of a sudden they were worried about uh, about Chris 
revealing his password. So <laughs> they, they, they made a great to-do about uh, covering that up. Um, and uh, John, uh, just being a curmudgeonly old fella like he is, uh, he had some great quotes. I, he said, abuse comes naturally to an old man. I don't know what that means, but I like it. And I, I, think, uh, I think I'm going to have a bumper sticker made at like that um, on my car. Um, and John requested that Chris not show him in spandex with bubbles. And uh, Chris informed him that it was much too late for that. <laughs> that <laughs> him wearing spandex with bubbles is all over the interwebs and will therefore live on forever. Um, and then, uh, you know, John reiterated that uh, um, what he had said in the interview earlier, that, the, that this is going to be a game changer in terms of video gaming in the future, that it is the real McCoy, and that Squadron 42 is going to blow our socks off. Um, and then John, like, waved his laptop at the sky um, to try to show us what the weather was like in New Zealand, and we all applauded. And uh, Chris said, thank you, and the best is yet to come. 2016 is going to be an exciting year. And then everybody said goodbye, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and the live stream is over. So what do you guys think? It was a successful event? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think we're gonna. I think that what we had talked about a few months back that we're going to start to see uh, more and more content coming faster and faster and faster. I think is is accurate and and is being proven with 2.0 and now 2.1. Okay. Yeah. And um, uh, John, did you um, did you uh, think it was? Uh, I mean, I, I think that they they've made it very clear that they're not going to be investing any more time or money into making. Uh, the production of these events more seamless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, I don't think they should. I mean, I think that we get we get the stuff that we want, and that we're not we're not tuning in to, to be entertained as much as we are to be informed. I think. Yeah. Do you agree, John? I agree. <laughs> so say we all. <laughs> All right, so coming up, uh, we hopefully will have 2.1 to live soon. We're hoping for that. And uh, more holiday craziness. I mean, the traffic, I, I work right across the street from the mall in my in downtown or in midtown Sacramento. And um, it's, it's, it's a madhouse. I mean, there are cars driving on top of other cars. It's like an anthill. Madness. Exactly. So what I'm going to do about that is I'm going to support Engine. They power our website. Go to enjin.com for all of your site hosting needs. Support Ronald Jenkins. Check him out at ronaldjenkins.com. And support Star Citizen, the base radio. They can be found at radio.starcitizenbase.com, where you can find a rebroadcast of the previous week's Versecast every Saturday afternoon. I am TGW Stroke S Gleep. Check the show notes for all of my contact information. Jimmy, where can the fine folks find you? Uh, you can uh, always go over to versecast.org and in the upper right hand section you can click on uh, podcasts and when you go into that you will find all of my contact information from Twitter to RSI to Versecast and you can email me at jimmy at versecast.org and every Thursday night at uh, 9pm PST and Saturday at 12pm PST you can catch me on the base uh, doing my uh, show Quantum Drive, which is features Star Citizen lore and uh, really cool music. You can find me at the only Jonto. You can email me at john at versecast.org. You can email the show at comms at versecast.org. You can follow us on Twitter at versecast. Make sure to use the hashtag TGWS when tweeting so that other, other guys with ships can find that stuff. Um, you can follow our, uh, you can join our organization. 
at robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash versecast. We are those guys with ships, and we would love to fly with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a bunch of new members this week. so uh, Yes, we did. That so, is yeah, we'll awesome. talk about that on the next show. Uh, yes, versecast.org is our website. We have our forums, our uh, voice server, uh, as well as uh, links to the show and all our contact information. Um, just uh, click the podcast, big podcast button right in the top right of the new layout. Uh, it's easy to find links. It's easy. It's, it's just, just do it. It's seamless. <laughs> like planetary do landings. Do it now. <laughs> do it now. Uh, does the community hub have a search function? I don't think so. I don't think so, yeah. Man, that'd be a lot easier. Yeah. If it had a search, you could just search for Versecast and find both of our, our pages. But uh, we'd have really appreciate it if you upvoted the show as well as the, the uh, website. Um, and leave a comment if you... If you would be so kind, and we might read it on the the next show, the community show. That's right. I think that's all I got. All right. Until next time, then, we are Those Guys with Ships, and this has been the Versecast. See you guys. See you in the verse. Happy holidays, everybody. Oh, so excited. I did all my shopping online. Attaboy. Yep. No lines. Two-day free shipping. Uh-huh. Prime. Prime, baby. It's prime. Ho, ho, ho. Walken Claws. Thank you.